Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Happy Friday and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. Michael Rice is not with us today. I'm here today with Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome you to the show and thank you for choosing to be with us. Today is January 6th, excuse me, January 15th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. If you press one, that will put you in the queue and I'll uh, open the phone line so you can talk to Dr. Tim. We encourage you to call in so we can... Um, learn from each other, and healing ourselves with Aramaic forgiveness. Hi, Tim. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for being here. You as well. How are you today? Real good, real good. I um, I uh, committed to the intensive this week, and so the process has already started. It's amazing. I've already seen um, a lot of shifts in different experiences this week. So I am um, on the top of my game. So which intensive did you commit to? I am going to review codependency and communication. And when does that start? Uh, It starts on February 1st. It runs for nine days through February 9th. Um, so I'll be there for the majority of that uh, both weeks. So you're not you're not sure you're going to stay for the whole thing? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, I'm going to um, come a day late. I'm going to. Uh, I've got some client appointments scheduled um, actually on February first, so I'll I'll join them a day or so later, and then complete the course with the group. Well, good luck. Congratulations. I um I know you'll benefit greatly from time with those lovely people and those fabulous tools. And do we have anybody with a hand up yet? Do we have anybody with We do. Questions we do. In the chat right. room? Yes. Let's um if if you want to start with that, we could um take a call right now. Let's go ahead, and we'll we'll back up if we need to. Let's welcome All our right. callers area, and see what they have on their mind. Sir, um, area code 602, who do we have and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Angela, and I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Angela. Welcome How can we support you? Hi. Well, I have been dabbling with Dr. Rice's work um, for some years now, about three years. And um, I don't use the worksheets every day, but I do recognize interactions as opportunities. And I've been studying, listening to the Abraham Hicks stuff as well. And um, so, you know trying to get myself into a better feeling place, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah. And so um but I feel like, you know, I want to really 
uh, work on a court issue, and I feel like something big came up, and Dr. Rice kind of pointed me towards it about a year ago. And then I had another lady recently kind of point towards their relationship with mom. And so I recently uh, was dating a guy. I attracted a person to me, and he was not able to be fully there for me. And so I'm just trying to make sense of everything. Um, But the breakdown, I had a breakdown last night. Um, I was in a parking lot. I was about to park and go into the gym and work out. And this person had pulled out of their parking space and I was going to pull in. Well, another person was on the other side of it and was actually going to take it. And I didn't realize that, and so he started yelling. And in that moment, I decided to yell back. <laughs> and I just was sitting there going, oh, my God, Angela, you know, you know you're yelling back at this guy. And I literally, it's so funny, he, he got out of his car and went to walk into the store, but he was still yelling at me, and I rolled down my window. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I was like, I I literally said these words screaming at him in a parking lot. I said, do you think I'm a fucking bitch that I would take your parking spot if I knew that you wanted it? And and then I said, and then I looked at him, this is even funnier, and I said, you're a fucking rageaholic, is what I said to him. (laughs) And then he looks back at me and he says, or you're the one that's yelling. And even though he was raging, you know, he was pissed. It was so funny when he said that, I was like, you know, he's right. I have some anger. This is some anger, right? And so I just burst, I just left. I was like, screw it. I'm definitely not going to Zumba. And I left and I just started crying because that's not how I want to be. You know, like that's, that's not the reaction that I want to have to people in the world. And so I became very disappointed in myself, you know, and I was guilty and all I wanted to do was be able to find this guy and tell him I was sorry. Um, But, you know, I have to let that go. So um, I got home and I was like, I was like, did a worksheet and uh, let me find it here. And so I'm trying to make sense of what happened. Um, and and I guess what my initial words that I said to him when I said, do you think I am this person that would steal your parking spot? And uh, so then I thought about my relationship with the guy that I just had because it was the closest, most recent relationship that had triggered me. And these feeling started to come to me like he de- he didn't see my value or else he would have made himself emotionally available to me to be with me. Are you there? I am guys- here. I'm I am okay, sorry. I am trying okay, I- not to interrupt. It isn't easy. Okay. I'm a talker. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> On December 30th, we started the show off, and I talked for the whole talk, or the okay. whole hour. Yeah. Let me just interrupt you, wanna... you here. Yeah, Let me just please. interrupt you here. One of the things that I have found most useful in my life is this observation. It's an ancient wisdom observation. This is the way I say it. I have put these words together from several different teachers, and this is how it comes out of my mouth. I will never be upset about anything that anybody else ever says or does or doesn't do that I think they should unless I'm still judging myself negatively for doing the same or similar thing. Okay. So that's one tool that I use on a regular basis when I hear myself thinking or saying something out of anger or fear or confusion or hurt to somebody else. So in the situation where you say to this person, you are a rageaholic, 
mm-hmm. if I caught myself saying that to someone, I would understand that that's my energy of negative judgment against myself for having had inappropriate anger in the past. And that's my alarm system going off telling me, Tim, you should do tapping, breathing, worksheets, mind shifters, still point breath sessions about your unconscious rage. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or my judgment of my unconscious rage or my unconscious rage. Yes. My judgment of myself for having it and... Yes, and and the fact that I have it and... At every level. Yeah, and that's why I'm calling. I realize I have it, and I want to deal with it. I'm not in denial about that at all. Okay, well, now listen to your words. Your unconscious does not hear the word not, no, and don't. And you just said very clearly, I am not in denial. So if you take the the word not out of that statement, what do you have? I I am am in in denial. denial. Okay, but I don't want to be. (laughs) Okay, good. And and it's evident because you're calling in and asking for help. Exactly. That's right. Oh, my God. And that's a good thing. And your your words are the guide to what's truly going on in you. Okay. And so just take a breath or seven or eight. (sighs) Make sure your exhale is longer than your inhale. Keep your breath moving. There is a part of you that has lots and lots of rage that hasn't been dismantled. And there's a part of you that really wants to be loving from your core on out. And so when you hear yourself say, I'm not in denial about my rage, you can use your own words as your alarm system to say, oh, I must be in denial about my rage. And okay. willingness to go there is the primary prerequisite for healing any of the garbage in my life. I must be willing to own and look at my garbage before I'm able to dismantle it or apply any tools to it. It doesn't matter how good the tool is. If I don't know I've got a problem in a certain area, there's no way I can apply that tool to that problem. hmm So just breathe for a minute. (laughs) So just breathe for a minute and settle in and say the statement again without the word not in it. The statement is, I am in denial about my rage. I am in denial about my rage. And just breathe into that. Notice what happens. Notice what thoughts and energies come up. What do you get? Yeah, I realize I realize that I push people away. But I know that, that I think that's my punishment behavior. And um I've been on my own. Um so the only one dealing with all of it with uh life. Alright, so when you push people away What's your thought about who you're punishing with pushing people away? Um, Consciously. Are you thinking you're pushing them away and so you're hurting them? Well, I'm saying you're not enough. You know, you're not able to support me in the way that I need to be supported. All right. my, My question for you is that... Regardless of who it is, when you push someone away, okay. what's your thought? That you're hurting them? Uh, that or I'm are you hurt and that I want myself? to hurt. Yeah, that I'm hurt and I want to hurt. Okay. So I want to point out to you that whenever I push someone away, mm-hmm. I'm hurting myself more than I'm hurting them. Mm-hmm. Notice what you said. You push people away, and then you're left to deal with this all by yourself. If I cut people out of my support system, 
I make things more difficult for me. Now, it's not impossible. I can do my own work on an island somewhere. But as we talk (laughs) about in this work, Dr. Michael Rice likes to quote the old African proverb that says, if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. Mm-hmm. That's the core of why we do this Mind Shifters radio show five days a week. It's the core of why we support people in starting and maintaining support groups. Because mm-hmm. community is an important part of healing for a human being. And the active presence of love in my conscious awareness gets amplified when I extend it to others. So just notice, your conscious is telling you you're going to punish somebody by sending them away. And what's actually happening is every time I push people out of my life, I'm punishing myself more than them. Mm -hmm. So to get at... Mm -hmm. Another dynamic, we're talking about unconscious rage or having rage. Along with the statement I made earlier, I will never be upset about anything anybody else ever says or does or doesn't do that I think they should, unless I'm still judging myself negatively for doing the same or similar thing. And along with that, I recognize in this work that my anger is a drug that I use to hide from myself and numb myself out to the pain or fear that I'm feeling in the moment. That my anger as an emotion that I'm able to be aware of consciously at an intellectual level is never a primary emotion. It's a defense against feeling something that I have judged as even worse, fear or pain. So if I'm pushing someone away and I'm using anger to do it, and you use these two premises or observations that I began with, what will that tell you about what's going on with me? I'm in pain And rather than deal with my pain, I'm using anger to strike out at someone or push them away. And I'm focusing Mm -hmm. on them. So, what if I'm pushing people away from me so that I make my life harder, whether I'm thinking it or not, consciously... I'm making a statement with my behavior that I don't deserve the love and support of a community. Mm -hmm. Whether that community is this one other person or a group of people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely it does, yes. Um, I've been feeling that communities come up. so, So some core worksheets for you might be to help you get it what's underlying the rage, some core Mm -hmm. worksheets might be important to do about you being lovable and worthwhile, you deserving love and support. Are you familiar with the Mind Shifter tool? Um, It's been a while since I've used it. Well, I call it targeted journaling, and the idea of the mind shifter is you take a statement, any kind of a statement, for which you might have some negative emotion or unconscious material, and you write that statement on the left-hand side of a piece of paper, and you give yourself a block of time. It's recommended a minimum of an hour. Sometimes two is a really good time period, two hours where you're not going to be distracted and you commit to sitting with that statement and you write it on the left-hand side of the sheet of paper and you just auto-respond, let let free association happen. And whatever comes to your mind when you write that mind shifter on the left-hand side of the piece of paper, you write on the right-hand side what your mind wants to say in response to it. So I have a mind shifter for you, a recommendation of a statement you could use as a mind shifter. Okay, great. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Yes, I'm ready. 
Yeah, it's in my hand, yeah. It's safe and healing for me to live in the realization that I am as lovable and worthwhile as the people I respect most. Okay. Now, the full statement, I'll I'll say it again in a minute, but for the subsequent writings of that, all you need to write is, I am as lovable and worthwhile as the people I respect most. But I'm recommending that you write at the top of the sheet of paper the first time you write it, it is safe and healing for me to live in the realization that I am as lovable and worthwhile as the people I respect most. So if you breathe into that, what's the first response that comes to mind? Um, I've been leaning towards that my whole life. Like I, I have been realized, I've been trying to get to the point where I believe that. So, um, and that's good to see that. Um, and, let me interrupt you here for yeah. just a minute. Let me let me interrupt Feeling, you for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Give me your first name again. Angela. Angela, I'm hoping for you that you move from trying to believe that into the direct observation of its truth. Thank you. Yeah, I realize with that statement I've separated myself from being that <laughs> from being that person. Yeah. Do you have any children? I do, yes. Do you have any daughter. memories of holding, holding your daughter when she was a newborn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Notice your energy shift when you chuckle through that, breathe. One of the exercises you can do to help move you in the direction of the direct realization of that statement is remember holding your daughter as a newborn and breathing and understanding you started that very same way and that the core of who you are has never been dented, chipped, scratched, rusted, or influenced in any way from that core, that true essence of creative energy and love that you began as and that your daughter began as. It's still there and it is your true nature. And if you breathe into that and watch what wants to come up in denial or in refutation of that, there's your work. To dismantle those false beliefs, statements, and traumatic energies that want to interfere with your direct experience of your true nature as being that same perfect, beautiful, innocent, loving energy that your daughter was when you held her for the first time and that you still are. And if you weren't that, you could never have brought her into this world. Yeah. Aside from the tears, are you breathing? <laughs> yes. <sighs> Keep breathing, and I'll just say one or two more things. Yes, you can uncover some worksheets focused on the rage and do them and and peel off layers of the rage. My recommendation for you, based on the energy I heard in your conversation and what little I've known from our first few sentences together, is you'll get more results if you go directly to the hurt that you're holding that's underpinned by some false beliefs about how you don't have value and you aren't worthwhile. 
and just breathing yeah, that, into that feels that feels good because uh most of the time I'm not well <laughs> I guess obviously I am there is rage underneath and I am enraged um okay cool thanks <laughs> I agree with and you. So just, and, well, and so just remember, you know, you, I don't, you don't, you don't need to agree with what I'm saying. Just try it on and observe for yourself, and yeah. and think about what happens inside you every time you wake up and catch yourself yelling or screaming at someone in rage or holding yourself back mm-hmm. from screaming at someone in rage, because my hunch is yeah. most of the time you don't scream out in rage, you suppress this it. A, yeah. Yeah, right? that's what I was just going to say. It's like I don't, I don't scream out in rage a lot. Exactly. Right. So that's a and good yet, and, and yet it is there. Uh-huh. So think exactly. of, think of what happens every time you recognize your rage because of the kind of person you want to be. Correct me if I'm wrong. I would guess every time you experience rage you put another layer of judgment, negative judgment about yourself. Oh, see what a bad person I am? Look, I got angry. And so you're building more of the pain associated with not being enough, not being lovable, not being worthwhile. It's a false conclusion, but you can build an entire city on that foundation, that false foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm just advocating that you go in and dismantle it at its false foundation. And don't worry about all the different layers and levels of anger and rage and everything else, because they will fall apart once the foundation is seen clearly as false. Mm, very good. Very good. Thank you. Oh, that's good because it it sounds doesn't sound fun to dig through all the anger and rage and all that. And I've heard people say you don't have to go into the anger and rage and trigger it to heal it. And I was wondering, well, how is that possible? And then you just explained that. And it is entirely worthwhile to use a triggering episode or an energy that comes up in me to apply the tools directly to that. Yeah. I'm advocating doing yeah. both. I'm that advocating that, that yeah. Yeah, when you're calling into a show like this and you have this energy that you had when I what I heard in your voice, you're not raging in this moment. Right. You know, your your energy had this pleading tone, this I really want to, you know, deal with this. And so there's the energy I would work on right now. In the moment, later today, tomorrow, a week from now, if I were to get triggered to rage, I would, as soon as I became aware of it, I would want to apply the same tools to my rage because that's what's up in the moment. Mm. And so I'm trusting that I'll be able to see because I was able to see that uh, I wasn't. I was questioning why this person in the last relationship I was in. Why am I not worth it that he would make the changes? So when the frustration and the, the anger, rage came up in that relationship even though I wasn't yelling and screaming at him, I did recognize, um, and the sadness was there, why won't he make the necessary changes? Am I not, he doesn't see my worth. I'm not worth okay, it. I was me, having those kind let, of thoughts. Yes, and let's let's step in here and interrupt those hallucination thoughts. Okay. Let's pay attention to how the world actually works. Let's take a breath and let's understand that whatever comes out of my mouth is always going to tell you more about what's going on inside my mind-body energy system than it's ever going to tell you about the world around me. 
one of the examples I like to use, I have an office, and it used to look out over a parking lot. So I'd sit there with people, and I would say to them, look, let's imagine this is a nice, warm, sunny day, and we're looking out the window here, and the windows are open, and we're looking at the parking lot talking, and we're close enough to the parking lot that we can hear what's going on out there, and we see two young women standing by a car, and from our left field of view walks, into our field of view walks a, a young man about the same age as those two women, and as he walks by them, we hear him say, good afternoon, lovely day, isn't it? And in a heartbeat, the young woman closest to him starts swearing and calling him a pervert and a jerk and all these horrible names and turns to her friend and says, did you hear what that guy said? And the friend says, yes, he's a real, and then comes out with a whole list of negative adjectives about this person. And the young man just walks by with a shocked look on his face. Now, as we were sitting aside from that as observers, what did we learn about that young man? Did we learn that he was a pervert? Did we learn that he was a jerk? Did we learn that he was a bad person with evil intent? Did we learn any of that about him? Well, that's what they were saying, right? Yeah. So what came out of their mouths was about their pain and their hurt and what's going on inside of them. We didn't see any of that about him from his behavior or his true nature. So in this relationship that you were just talking about, you used phrases like, I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't love me enough to do this or that or to change. Well, whether or not he changes or treats you nicely has nothing to do with you, whether he loves you or whether you are lovable. It has to do with the pain and the traumas and the relationship issues he's dealing with. Mm. Okay. This This is like gravity on this planet. It can't be any different. Our culture teaches us the opposite. It teaches us, you made me angry, you hurt my feelings, etc. And that is a hallucination. It's a very effective hallucination for those who want to keep us enslaved and want to keep themselves in power. And it has nothing to do with how our lives actually function. The minute I think anyone or anything has to change in order for me to be happy, The key to happiness is lost, and the wild goose chase has begun. Mm -hmm. The minute I think anybody else's behavior is an indictment of my value or worth, the key to happiness is lost, and the wild goose chase has begun. Mm. What was happening in your last relationship is you were holding beliefs that you're not lovable, you're not worthwhile, you aren't the pure essence of energy that your daughter was the first time you held her, and you held on to that false conclusion and used it to set up goals in your mind. I want to get people to show me I'm lovable. I want to get people to treat me a certain way. And those goals recruited from your past from your false beliefs that you're damaged or broken or worthless, images, data to build images in your mind to show you how these people are acting a certain way because they don't love you. That is a hallucination. It's built on all the false premises, and it's built into the culture's conditioning that has me hoping that when my internal alarm system goes off, if I get indicating a problem inside me, by the way, that if I get someone or something outside of me to change, my alarm will go off. It will never happen. Mm. So breathe. Mm. Reflect a little bit on your thoughts about or your statements about how There must be something wrong with you, otherwise he would have treated you differently or done this or that. 
breathe into it and see if you can trace those negative thoughts within you back to your core feeling of not being worthwhile and understand and just keep reminding yourself what comes out of my mouth is only going to tell me about what's going on inside me what comes out of somebody else's mouth is going to tell me about what's going on in them it's not going to tell me about the world around them very good very good So, any other specific questions? Any other specific worksheet questions we can answer for you? Have we given you something that gives you a different direction to be working on this issue for yourself? Yes, I definitely am so appreciative of the new direction. And um, just thank you so much for your guidance and wisdom. It's, it was just phenomenal and so powerful thank you <laughs> well you're you're entirely welcome and let me please remind you it's not mine mm-hmm. and i would direct you back to an october 14th show okay and please listen to that so that you can get start to come more clear this isn't my wisdom mm This is just the way things operate, and in each moment, when you ask to be shown, when you put your goals aside, when you do a worksheet process and ask to be shown, you have direct access to the same observations, the same loving energy, and the same wisdom. And just Mm -hmm. breathe into that. This isn't mine. This isn't about Dr. Tim. This isn't about Michael Rice. This is about Mm -hmm. the work. This is about the tools. And every human being on the planet has the same innate connection and structure to elemental forces which are there to break off the effects of their errors in thought and guide them to peace and happiness if they just ask. I love it. That's, yeah, that in itself, that's uh, obviously exactly what I needed to hear. That's cool. Well, thank you for the call. Please uh, feel free to call back and keep Michael updated about your progress or struggles, and uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to help you tap into that source again if you need to. Very good. Much love to you guys. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. So, Michelle, questions, comments, other people with hands up or something in the chat room? Um, no other hands up right now. Uh, in the in the chat room, there was a um, question. Somebody had been talking with their family about addictions and the differences between sugar and cocaine. And um, the understanding that sugar was more addictive than cocaine or worse than cocaine, and they wanted to clarify kind of the belief they have about it is that, you know, um, if you're using cocaine every day, you're going to die, but you're using sugar every day and you don't, so how could that be worse for you? I think is my understanding of what they're trying to better understand. Okay, well, I'm not an expert in the entire field of biochemistry and addictions. However, I do have quite a bit of training in it for my uh, doctorate in clinical psychology, and I've listened to Dr. Michael Rice for 12 years or so. So this is what I would offer about that. They both kill me. They both kill me. They're both poisons. And... One kills me a little bit more quickly than the other, depending upon my genetic makeup and the history that I inherited energetically, both energy patterns and genetics from my family of origin. My understanding about how and why researchers have made the claim that sugar is more addictive than cocaine is based on studies with animals, 
and studies with people where if they were given the choice between the two, they went more towards sugar than cocaine. And in some studies where they had animals that were addicted to cocaine and they gave them the choice, they switched from cocaine to sugar. And beyond that, all I need to know is they're both poisons in my system. Cocaine will kill me more quickly depending upon my biological and hereditary makeup, but they both are unnecessary substances for life and health and procreation and creativity, and they're poisons. That's what I would offer. All right, thank you. So the number is 646-200-4169. The website is www.whyagain.org. And Angela was calling in and she mentioned the, the phrase, the worksheet she's doing. The worksheet is the reality management worksheet or wake-up sheet. And it's available for free at www.whyagain.org, along with a host of other tools. And the core of that worksheet process is the ancient Aramaic process of forgiveness. And that is not a tool for letting somebody else off the hook because they did something wrong. It's a tool for removing from my energy system, from my mind and body, energies that don't belong there, energies that are degenerative, unproductive, hurtful, and painful. And the work is based on the understanding that I can only feel what is within my mind-body energy system. So if I'm in pain, I'm somehow making a mistake. I'm in error. I'm focusing on thoughts that are off the mark. There's an energy in me that doesn't belong there. And if I become aware of that and I have tools like the Reality Management Worksheet or the Mind Shifter tool we talked to Angela about, I can literally remove and dismantle and cancel from my energy system those things which are hurting me. So there's my quick summary. Back to you, Michelle. Anybody else with a hand up or another question in the chat room? No, not right now. Well, 646-200-4169. I think I said that right. Press 1. Michelle will know you're there with a question or a comment. Do you have any reactions to the interaction between Angela and me that would be helpful? Well, I... I have um, a hand up right now, actually, and so why don't we save that, and we will talk to area code 828. Uh, Who do we have? Welcome. This is Jason, Jason from Starkville, Mississippi. Spartanville, Mississippi. Starkville. Spartan. Hey, uh, hey, Dr. Tim. Hi, Jason. Thanks for calling. How can we help you? Uh, well, I just wanted to uh, first comment. Um, you walked, uh, I believe, Angela through the mind shifter. That was that was beautiful. Um, that's quite a quite a skill that you've developed over time. Um, and I uh, I'm working on doing that for myself. I am, have become my ego has become quite adept at hiding things from me. So. Uh, when I'm done with work today, I'm going to go and do some mind shifters around some things that I've been stuck on in the worksheet process. Um, so thank you for that inspiration. Um, and uh, in reference to your last call, um, uh, I have a friend um, who is uh, currently under house arrest Um and we both happen to be back in our hometowns. Um, the universe set it up that way. 
and I'm grateful. And um, I felt kind of uh, <clears throat> kind of stuck uh, in my expect my expectations for his uh, healing process, for his learning process. Um, he's uh, he got out of he went and did six months in rehab, um, and uh, he's done. We used to do substances together, but um, <clears throat> the universe never let me quite dive into it as deeply as he did. Um, and there was a, some trauma between the two of us, and we didn't speak for some time. But now we're on speaking terms, and things are great. Um, and I've I've been, as often as I can, making the 20- to 30-minute drive from where I'm living and working to where he is on house arrest. And um, uh, I'm canceling my goals uh, nightly for my expectations of uh, of his process. Um, but, you know, expectations are still there. So the, the situation is from my point of view, that um, every time I go over there, he's just watching TV. They have direct TV on demand. and um, Needless Jason, to say... So Jason, let me interrupt you here for a minute. Mm-hmm. I heard sure. you say that, that you're feeling stuck about your expectations for his growth or healing or recovery. Do you remember saying that? Yes, I do. Okay. So... You called this show today, and I don't know this other person or have any access to him, and I can't change you and I can't change him. I can only do what I can in the moment and work on myself. Mm -hmm. So I will offer you these words, which if you are in a receptive place or you choose to start different observations for yourself based on these words, you might initiate change in your own life. However, however, there is no way I can help you change him. So what I would offer is, when you make the statement, I'm stuck with my expectations of his, whatever it was, healing or, or growth or whatever, I would mm-hmm. ask you then, when you have the thought, I'm stuck with my expectations of him, what emotion are you aware of? Um, fear. So you can do a worksheet where it says in 1A, I, Jason, who am love, feel 1B, fear. And then... What's happening is you can have either yourself, your expectations of this friend not being met, and then the thought is he's not doing what he needs to do to be healthy or to be safe or whatever, to improve, to grow. And right. then you can then you can drop down into the level of number three where you look at what is your goal for him. So you have your emotion, you have what's going on, you have your thought that's causing that emotion, fear, right? And your thought is, if he doesn't change, what's going to happen? What's the thought you're using right. to generate your fear? Um, <clears throat> the thought I used to generate my fear is that... Um, I've I've already done dozens of worksheets on this issue, so um, I would say probably the most common are that um, I'm not being uh, that I'm putting a lot of the responsibility on my own shoulders. Um, well, I'm asking you for I, what is uh, wait. I'm asking you for what would be this negative consequence down the road if this friend doesn't meet your expectations. So what's the fearful outcome? He'll die, he'll go back to jail, he'll I'll lose him as a friend. What's what's the negative outcome that you're using in your thought to generate your fear? 
Um, what are you afraid <clears throat> is going to happen if he doesn't meet your expectations? Um, all of the above. Like I said, I've I've done uh, probably at least a dozen worksheets on this on this issue. All right, issue, but for so for now, all if, of the, if all you of take the above. one, but for okay. now, if you take one, what's the most salient? What's the that, most vivid right now? That he if will he use drugs again and, and die. That he will what? I'm sorry, that I he, talked over you. He will use drugs and die. All right. So then, if you put that as your thought that's generating your fear, mm-hmm. then what goal would line up with the emotion of fear? What's going on as you being the trigger, holding expectations, and your thought that generates the fear? What goal that if this thing were magically met would wipe out the need for you to do this worksheet. It would wipe out the fear. It would wipe out the thought. For him to be, for him to be um, actively pursuing health in his mind, body, spirit. Okay, that's one, right? However, the thing that's at the core of this, in this particular worksheet, we said you're the trigger, Remember? Yes. And you have expectations he's not meeting. Yes. So what goal would you have for yourself that would wipe out your fear and your need for this worksheet? For me to um, share what I'm doing in my own being with him. Okay, but let's keep it tied to the expectation. When you're holding an expectation for someone else, what are you actually doing? Um, You're focusing on them. You're focusing on them, right? You're not really focusing on yourself. Mm Right? Right? And if I focus on someone else and and I set expectations for them and they don't meet the expectations, won't I feel like a failure? Yes. All right. So what goal could you set for yourself since you're the trigger in this one, which would allow you to focus on things you actually have control over? which would then allow you to feel successful regardless of what anybody else does, including your friend. Could you could you rephrase that one more time? No, but I'll restate it. <laughs> okay. I like the okay. way it came out, so I'll say it again. As okay. Well, so I can't do that. Okay. What goal can you set for yourself, mm-hmm. which if you would achieve it, would allow you to feel successful regardless of what anybody else does, including your friend. For me to let go of my expectations? Well, there's a letting go thing. What about a positive statement? What can you focus on that you actually have control over I'll let you decide. I'll throw out some options. I'm never able to to know what's going to hit for somebody else. We all have our own different flavors of need in this area. But the kinds of things I would explore for myself if this were my worksheet would be, well, let me try on this. What if I were to set my goal for me to be the living example of what I hope he he, he chooses. So the focus yeah. is me being the living example of whatever I hope he chooses. Another one might be, my goal is for me to embody love and extend that to everyone and everything in each moment. 
or the goal for me would be to dismantle my fear. Since we know it's always an inside job and there's nothing that's going on with my friend or anything in the outside world that's generating my fear, it's only my internal process that generates my fear. So notice, if you choose a goal like that, Mm -hmm. It gives you the ability to focus on that and feel successful in the accomplishment of that goal, regardless of what anybody else does. Now remember, in this worksheet process, this is not about accomplishing goals. It's simply about framing goals that if they were to happen, would wipe out the negative emotion we're feeling and wipe out the thoughts and make it so we wouldn't even need to do this worksheet. And the reason for identifying the goal that resonates that way, lined up with the emotion, the triggering person, and the thoughts, is because that goal will help me access the hidden part of my own mind that's actually generating the negative emotion in this worksheet. So in this case, it will help you to access the part of your own mind that's generating your fear. So please okay. remember, we're just outlining a worksheet process. Mm -hmm. This has nothing to do with how you need to change your behavior toward your friend. This is simply about getting you to focus on a worksheet. And if you set the goal for me to be the living example of what I would hope for my friend, let's say that was the one you chose, then if that were to happen, you wouldn't have any fear. You'd be living as love. And a person living as love doesn't have fear active in their mind in that moment. Then when you go to cancel that goal to be the living example of what you hope for him, you're this friend and everybody else, then ask to be shown the hidden part of your mind, you'll, you'll be shown a different part of your own mind that's generating the fear here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and um, yeah, it's just um, it's. I've been I've been doing this work, um, you know, without a, a person to guide me through it a lot of the time, and I have not used the resource of MindShifter Live to to walk me through many worksheets. Uh, I guess I thought I had a better handle on the process. So, um, well, let, let me just say, me... If you're doing, let, Jason, let me just say, if you're doing worksheets, you are mm -hmm. way ahead of the game. So let's focus on what you're doing right, which is a phenomenal amount. And shift to a worksheet or two that has a goal that's more completely focused on you. And since we're running out of time, let me jump to one more thing for your consideration. Okay. If you're anything like me, when I'm hoping to positively influence somebody else to improve their life, it's hooked into my ego and my wanting to feel better about myself. And so I need to do some worksheets just like the ones we were recommending for Angela. Or I need to do some mind shifters about how I'm lovable and worthwhile, even if I don't go save the world or the next person who's in front of me who's in pain. So we have only a minute left. Breathe into that. Please feel free to call back on Monday. Keep us posted. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the work you're doing. As Course in Miracles says, millions yet unborn will benefit from the work you're doing here today. And when someone's healed, no one's ever healed alone. Please have the best year yet of your eternal life and join us again next week. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www whyagain.com that's www.whyagain.com
A-I-N dot com.